Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Father God, we just thank you for your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are awesome. You are our comforter, our nurturer, our counsellor. You are the revealer. You are our convictor. You are the, the friend, the friend that Jesus promised. Thank you for being our friend. Thank you for never leaving us. Thank you for being with us in all seasons. And thank you for revealing the word and revealing Jesus to us, revealing the Father to us. And today, we just posture ourselves right now in this moment. Holy Spirit, speak to me. Holy Spirit, reveal things to me. Come on, guys. This is, make this statement. Let him know. Let him know that you want to hear. Let him know. Don't go, oh, I said that years ago, and he, still, he should still know that. No, no, no. That's, a, that's the same comment. Like, I told my wife, you know, when we first got married, I loved her. Nothing. I'll tell you when something changes. You know, like, no. Holy Spirit, I want to hear from you today. Holy Spirit, reveal to me. Reveal to me what the Father's will is today. So I can take good steps in my life. So I can produce good fruit in my life. So I can be a good follower of Jesus. Good citizen of heaven while I'm here on earth. Have your way, mighty God. May your kingdom come. May your will be done here on earth, here in the earth of our life. In Jesus' mighty name, if you agree with that, shout, Amen. Make it happen. Grab your seats. I'm doing a stand-up. Back to stand-up. I made the comment, we're going to do a stand-up. And Chelsea said, you've already done a stand-up. And I'm like, what? She said, earlier in the year, you did a stand-up. And I'm like, it, it is only February, isn't it? Like, it? Can anyone else remember that? I sure can't. I, I don't remember doing it. Oh, that's right. Now we, yeah. Kylie was, uh, someone was sick in our family. Um, so Kylie had to stay home. Someone was sick. I nearly said it, yeah. I've got so much to drink up here. You know I've got a drinking problem. Oh, and on that, thank you guys for the great coffee this morning. I just really thank Thank you for those that volunteer in the house. Thank you for the creative team and the, the, the worship team, production team. Thank you for the guys that clean the area during the week, clean inside the house and also outside the house. You turn up here and you think, oh, there's nothing much to do. You wouldn't believe it. The, the reason it looks like there's nothing much to do because there was a lot done. Thank you for Jenny for getting the food ready for the new friends lunch. There is so much that goes on in the, the house. We have our team looking after kids at the moment. What are you doing? Hey, that's just a question. How you take that is up to you. How are you doing in that area? How are you serving the kingdom of God? How are you advancing heaven? Even in your home, your home is the number one place where you advance heaven. Because if you can't do it on your own territory, how are you going to do it on anybody else's territory? Oh, Psalm 122. I love this. It starts off with, I was glad. I was so glad when they said to me, come, let us go up to the house of God. It actually says, I rejoiced when they said to me, let's go to the house of God. 
You've got to first have joy in you to rejoice. Because it's a bounce back. It's, it's, it's actually a response to something that is said to you. Come, let's go to the house. Oh, I've got stuff to do. Oh, I've got to go do this. I've got to go do that. Jesus actually talked about that sort of stuff. He says, if, if, if you know, and all the things were valid. He said, somebody came to him and he says, follow me. And he goes, oh, first I've got to go. I've got to go bury my dad. And Jesus goes, let the dead bury the dead. Does, is, does that sound harsh to you? That sounds a bit harsh. But it's not talking about that. It's actually talking about having a refinement of perspective where you don't get distracted by other things in life. Now, um, two weeks ago, Adrian and I did a message. Um, or he bought the message. I just bounced off him. Um, last week, Kylie brought a message on faith. I just bounced off her as we did it on, online. But we, we talked about the parable of the sower and the seed. This is such an important parable. If you look at the context of what's happening in this, Jesus is teaching them. But such a huge crowd gathers that he goes and gets into a boat. Now, Jesus, he's a genius because by him all things were made and there was nothing that was made that wasn't made by him. Here's the word, the word that was with God from the beginning. He knew that going out on water is the best amplifier that you could get in that day and age. We've now got technology. Where is it? It's on my face. I thought it was like, oh no, we changed it over. But Jesus went down onto a boat, pushed the boat out, and he was started to teach so much so. Scripture tells us he sat down. He didn't stand up. He didn't do a stand-up. wasn't a short message. wasn't a short 35, 40-minute message. He did a sit-down, and he taught them. And when he taught them, he, started, he said he taught them many things by saying the sower and the seed parable. Within this, there is so much to grab hold of, and we just go, oh, yeah, the soil. Oh, yeah, the seed. Don't, you know... Those people that are hard soil on the pavement where it gets stolen away. And those people with the, the rocky soil, you know, where it gets, doesn't get the roots in there. Those with the thorny soil that get choked out and everything like that. But us with the good soil, because we're in the church, us with the good soil. What's your soil? How's your soil? Because I started thinking about it. I like to put myself in the place of some of the things that are in Scripture. I'd never be one of the guys with the rock with the woman caught in adultery. I wouldn't have even been there ready to stone her. I would never have had to be challenged. He without sin cast the first stone. No, I was on Jesus' side. I wouldn't have even been in that parable or that story. You know, where are you in this story? Because I think um, this parable has way more influence in our life and has so many answers for us. Now I can roll the sleeves up and get into this. You ready? I rejoiced when they said, come on, let's hear from the word of God. I sometimes wonder why God uses me. I really do. Because I know who I am and I just go, God, I don't, I don't get it. But um, he reminds me he used donkeys. He used bushes. He set them on fire. And they didn't burn up. I go, okay. He even used storms. He used situations. He used soil. 
This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. This is, I'm, I'm reading this one out of Luke. This is the shortest one because I want to pray today. I want to pray for people today. Um, I, I got this overwhelming sensation, especially this morning. People are frustrated. Is there anybody that's frustrated? It's no embarrassment here. I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated with things at the moment. I'm not frustrated with God. I keep yielding to God all the time, but I, I'm, I'm frustrated with everything else. Dad told me something about, you know, we were talking about a topic during the week and he mentioned something and it, it moved me so much that I, um, about just how the greed of mankind and how we were so cruel. Humanity can be so cruel at times and I, it just made me start realising why um, David cried out, Lord, when are you going to deal with the wicked? And you might think, oh, no, the wicked get a chance as well. But when you, when you actually understand how much wickedness there is and how much pervading greed there is and how there is, there is just, can people get saved? Yes. What's God's heart? That all men should be saved. But it's a response. Our soil has to be good for us to be able to get saved. You might say, oh, what? This, listen. The seed is the word of God. This is the logos. This is the spoken word of God through scripture. So we're not going to be able to um, really get the fullness of this unless we are hungry for the word of God and we know the word of God because the Holy Spirit does not speak apart from the word of God. We want to be spirit-led. We want the Holy Spirit to guide us. We want the freedom of not living in a religious model because the religious models don't work. We were shown that. But the, the new covenant, the new relationship we've got is so that we can live in freedom of God. And people think, yeah, that's freedom to do whatever I want. No, that's freedom to live by the word of God with the authority and the fullness and the blessing of the word of God. In um, Hebrews 4, 12, write it down. I had these all up on the screen. This is part of my frustration because when I tried to get it to work up on the screen, everything shut down. So I obviously should not touch anything technology. I'm even scared to touch the iPad at the moment. For the word that God speaks is alive. Do you agree with that? The word that God speaks is alive. It's not a dead word. And it is full of power, making it active. This is the amplified version. Making it active, operative, energizing, and it's effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing, the dividing line of the breath of life, the soul, and the immortal spirit. It's also to the dividing point of joints and marrows of the deepest parts of our nature. It exposes and sifts and analyzes and judges the very thoughts and intents and purposes of our heart. The heart is the core of our spirit. It's the core of our being. It's the core of our values. It, it's able to expose the very heart of that. I love it when the word of God exposes my heart. No, I don't. But I appreciate it in the end. 
Because I think I'm doing all right. And then the word of God exposes, you're not very kind, Stephen, in this area. Stephen, you, you're actually a complainer in this area instead of being a rejoicer. And I'm like, what? Stephen, you've actually fallen into, into immorality and sin in this area. How did I end up there? Aren't I a good boy? No, it's somehow you, you got there and it was because you weren't allowing the word of God to be that alive, powerful and effective influence in your life. So verse 12 goes on to say in um, Luke 8, those along the path, paths, what are they? They're heavy, you know, it's solid ground. So it's talking about really hard, hard trodden, um, walked over areas. And it says those on, on the path or the soil that is the path are the ones who hear and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Your soil in your life has to be good for you to be saved. Now, that word saved means made whole, healed, complete. Doesn't just mean, oh, you mean I'm not going to heaven if I don't? Li-? No, no, no. Let's forget about that. We want to be whole, healed, complete here on earth because out of that... Out of that, we work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Now, you might say, so what does this mean? Has anyone thought, well, what does that mean? The, the soil that is hard. Let me give you some, because none of us would be like that at all, would we? we would, none of us would be that hard that when the word of God spoken to us, that we would it, we'd get it snatched up by the birds of the air or the devil comes and just takes that to... Honor your father and mother. Oh, but, but you don't know my mum and dad. You don't know what my dad did to me. You don't know what my mum did. It's snatched immediately. Honor others above yourself. Oh, but, but that person, no, no, that person, they don't deserve any honor. Snatched straight away. Love conquers all. Love produces, oh, but, but this person, you don't understand, they, I, I, I love them, but I don't like them. I, 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 no, because I, Christians, as Christians, we'll never say that we hate someone because that we're, we're told we're not to, but we actually display hatred if we keep a record of wrongs, if we're not kind, if we're not patient, if we're not gentle with them, if we are dishonouring in any way, we are showing hatred, not love. Ooh, snatch straight away. Be kind to one another. Oh, no, but oh, you don't know what they've done. Forgive. Hey, you just need to forgive. Oh, I've forgiven them, but I can't let it go. Snatch straight away. Do you, are you getting this? How many times, you know, don't be offended, but, but show grace to one another. Forgive. How many times, Jesus, shall we forgive? Seven times? Being all spiritual. They come to Jesus and ask him, and he goes, nah. I go, what? Seven? That's God's number. How can I be wrong in this? I'm doing a stand-up today. So, um, and he goes, no, 70 times seven. Well, 70 times seven, so that means I've got to do 490 times? What, what, 490 times in my whole life I've got to forgive this person? Or, or is it 490 times in a whole year? Or is that 490 times in a whole month? Or 490 times in a whole week? Or is that 490 times in a whole day? Or is that 490 times in a second? Or is that 490 times in every time it's brought up in my, in my vain imaginations? 
And I can speak out things against people that are factual, but they are not the truth that God wants me to proclaim with my mouth. Because out of my heart, my mouth speaks. What's in your heart? Our soil has a lot to do with our heart. It's the core of our being. As the Word of God says, it is alive, it is powerful, and it is sharp, getting down to the very core. So let's not be hard. When somebody speaks the Word of God, I, you know, just between you and me, pet peeves are when somebody that I am maybe not in best relationship with actually speaks the Word of God to me, and I go... I've had that. I've had people that I, I don't want to hear from. I, I want to tell them a thing or two. And they, they speak a word to me and I'm like, they use, God's word comes out of them and I'm just like, oh, I don't want to respond. I don't want to admit that you're right. I don't want to. I, but I, I must respond to the word of God because otherwise it's going to get snatched up. Snatched up. Don't allow your hardness... Don't allow anything. We've got to have good soil in our life. I'm going to keep moving on because I don't want to take. And then verse 13 says, those on the rock, Father God, by your spirit, I just pray that you were able to, to revelation to flow here today. Lord, beyond what the words I speak, because I'm so glad it doesn't rely on what I say. Father, have your way. Oh, Holy Spirit. This is so important, guys. This is so important. Those on the rock or those with rocky soil are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it. But they have no roots and they believe for a little while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. We're never like this. We're never like this. Because, you know, we've got good soil. But what does this actually mean? Those that have rocky soil. It means there's hard areas in your life. Rock in your life. A couple of, um, like a year and a bit ago, we had a, a, a pipe burst out the front of our property and all the bad soil that they had backfilled that, that pipe with, all the, the lime and all the, the limestone and everything like that came spewing out and flooded through my neighbour's property and mostly through my property. Lucky me. <laughs> And um, my neighbour was out yesterday and he's going, your soil, like your grass is really struggling. I'm watering it, but because of this layer of clay and lime and everything, even though I'm putting um, water on it, it it's, not, it's choking out. This, this, we don't want this type of rocky stuff in our life. So what is that? It's, it's hard stuff in our life that, that we don't, it doesn't get to be broken down by organic matter, the real goodness and it's interesting, the parables that Jesus talks about, it's so that we can know the mysteries and the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And why did he speak in parables? So that those that have a hearing ear, let's go back to that. In Matthew, it talks about this. He says, the reason I talk in parables and, and I taught this one about the sower and the seed is because there are people that are hearing or, and not listening. There are people looking but not seeing. There are people that are getting knowledge but not understanding. And it was all about understanding, making one the Word of God with our life. Because when the Word of God comes, 
into our life and we allow it, it's, it's the organic material that breaks down the rocky soil in our life. It crushes it. It destroys it. It just breaks it down. Sometimes it does it immediately. Sometimes it does it through a, a series of events or over the period of time. Um, we need to get some more organic material into our soil to break down this lime and, and the, the, the acidity of the soil because it's burning this stuff up. The Holy Spirit, when Jesus talks about this tree's not producing fruit, just like my grass isn't producing green at the moment, it's drying out, but the tree's not producing fruit, and he says, Let's just chop it down. And the, and the Holy Spirit says, no, 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 no. First, let me go and get some organic material, let me go and get some crap and just dump it on this tree. Now, later on I'm going to talk about the next stage, and that's when, because when the, these trials come, it actually says it in this verse too. Um, when the trials and times of testing, that's the crap of life. That's the organic material of life. That's actually meant to break down these things in our life so that the rock, but because we don't allow our roots to go deep into the word, because our response is, oh, the word of God says this, oh, joy, I get this. It's joy because of what we get from, not what we get out of. We, we get joy because we like, oh, God loves me and God wants to do all these good things for me. But then when the Holy Spirit comes to dump the crap, the manure of life, to break down the rock so that we can get some, some, um, some food out of it, because it's through the... Do you know you will learn more from the tough times in your life than you will from the good times in your life. Oh my goodness. If you're going through tough times at the moment, God's wanting to show you that there's some things that he wants to uproot. He wants to show you that there's a, there's a time right now for you to command some mountains to get out of your road. And it's not for your benefit. It's so the kingdom can come through you. It's not for you. It's so it can come through you. Woo! I got off track with that, that whole crap thing because some people get offended by that word. Jesus used some words. When you read the old King James, he actually uses some different words in there. Don't allow hardness at all in your life. Don't allow hardness at all in your life because the hard soil, the hard response to the word of God... Because you might think, but I've been a Christian for decades and that person has no right to come and I should be more elevated at the moment. No, no, no. Your place might be to just be a live dog. Better to be a live dog, Scripture says, than a dead king. I would rather be the live dog, wouldn't you, than a dead king. I, so we think that we're meant to be climbing the ladder of success. Is that the, the pattern of the kingdom of the heaven or the kingdom of the world the kingdom of heaven is god has a place appointed for you rejoice in that place wherever it is you might say that's easy for you steve you're you're the pastor of a church you're you get to stand up in front of people get no i get to allow god to work through me i i am not a leader well i am i'm a leader do you know what a leader is chief servant I, I, I have to serve everyone. I don't get my own way in hardly anything. 
because I have to look for the benefit of the whole church, not just for the benefit of Steve. Oh, sorry, that, that was for somebody, but could be just me complaining again too. <laughs> Verse 14, the seed that fell among the thorns stand for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, life's riches, and life's pleasures, and they do not mature. They do not mature. The seed fell among thorns. You might say, but I don't have any thorns in my life. I'm not prickly at all. The, the Greek for this here is actually, um, oh, I did have it in my notes. So it, it's actually talking about distractions. It's talking about when it's riches, your value, what you value and seek after in life and pleasures. That's, that's actually to do with sensual pleasures. Um, so our, our desire for sensual pleasures, our desire for what we value and to make sure that we've got enough and life's distractions, it encompasses what we fill ourselves with. What are you seeking after to fill yourself with? So you feel content, you feel happy, you're, you're filled so that but the thing is, what it's saying here is that if you have yourself filled with all that other stuff, they will become distractions to the word of God in your life and you won't mature because you'll always be comparing what the word of God wants for you with your essential pleasures, with your perception of wealth and also, you know, the distractions of life. They stay on the same level and you never mature to the fullness of allowing that word to be alive and powerful in your life, slicing off the stuff it needs to slice, repairing the stuff that it needs to repair, making us whole. Verse 15, but the seed on good soil stands for those with noble and good hearts. Well, that's us, isn't it? We're noble. I was born with nobility. Nobility at all. <laughs> noble and good heart. To be honest, we all think at the core we're all noble and we've all got good hearts. Even people that do dumb things and stupid things and greedy things, and that, we, we will say, but they've, they've got a good heart. They may have some goodness there. Like, I don't have a good heart. My heart is a filthy liar. Because it tries to tell me all manner of stuff. But the seed that falls on good soil, this here is actually soil that has gone through all these other stages. To be honest, we're all these things at once. We have hard paths in our life. Where when the word of God, when somebody speaks a word of God or we're challenged by the word of God, we think we know it, we think we understand it, but we're not intimate with it to the point that's entwined in our life so that it can actually produce something. Because it's all about reward. It's all about producing something. The seed that fell on the good soil, it produces a crop. Other versions it says, it produ in Matthew it says, it produces a, a harvest 30, 60, or 100 times. 
And you might think, oh, yeah, but that's to do with, with wealth. Well, how, have you ever thought about it? What's the 30, 60, 100 to do with? What's the fruit that is there? Most of us would say, oh, that's, that's a return on wealth or a return on souls. Could it be a return on the fruits of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness. Is it, is it a return on that, those values in our life that 100% of the time we're operating in love, joy, peace? Or there's offences in life that come and it's like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll operate in love, joy, peace, but this is an offence because this is an injustice at work maybe or an injustice in your marriage, then put it in, put your name in there today, <laughs> or an injustice with your neighbour, or an injustice in your family, and you're like, yeah, I will respond in this, but there's an offence that's being retained where that hardness is stopping the noble and good soil from receiving the fullness of the word to produce a mature crop. I'm challenged by this. I'm, we've got a couple, is anyone else? Like, because I rejoiced, I responded when they said to me, come, let us go. I am challenged by this because I realise I've got some hard soil in my life sometimes. I've got some rocky soil in my life. I've got some distractions and desires and other things that come into my life at times that I compare, the comparison game comes in and the word of God's just there, but it's being balanced out, choked out by the other influences that are in my life. How's your soil? How's your soil? I, 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 I want good soil. I want good soil. I want the word of God, the seed, to find good soil in my life, not just when I want it, because that means that I, I'm just receiving it with joy because I'm getting what I want from it. And when I don't get what I want from it, oh, well, that doesn't work. Tried that. Who's still got the hankies with the oil on it? You know that, that anointing is as powerful today as it was when we did it back in January? The Word of God is still as powerful as it was when it was spoken even 6,000 years ago. The word of God is, is still alive. It hasn't lost. It, no one's had to resuscitate it. No one's had to do CPR on the word of God. No one's, had, no one's had to say, oh, no, please come back to life, word of God. <laughs> no. It's, what do, it's the thing that does that to us. It's alive. It is powerful. It is effective. It is able to produce a harvest of righteousness in our life. It equips us for every good purpose. You might think, oh, yeah, but I, I do a, a good job at work and I do a, a good job at mowing my lawns. I do a good job. I don't know, whatever you value in life, my lawns need mowing at the moment. That's why they came to mind. Um, but whatever you think is important to you, your workplace, maybe you're not being heard in your workplace. Maybe you're, you're thinking, oh, I should be so much more elevated and these young ones are coming up after me and, and I know more than them and how dare they get in that place. Or you might be in, at home and, and you're like, I'm, I'm loving my husband or my wife, but they're not loving me back and you're shouting, love me, love me, but you, you still haven't worked out what each other's love languages are. So they could be loving you in the love language they've 
they're using and shouting back, love me at the same time. We, I don't know who that's for, but this marriage thing isn't just a session that we're putting on. It's not a program that we're putting in place. God has told us to actually work on marriage. This is one of the little things this year. Refine marriages. Refine volunteering. Serving the house in whatever capacity that is. Refining the soil of our life. Hearing the word of God and allow it to do the work it needs to do so that we are effective and powerful. Because I don't want to just be a good person on this planet. I want to be Jesus. Is that too high and lofty? To think that we could be Jesus? Wait a minute. I remember hearing a scripture that says, in this world, you are as Jesus. I've given you the keys of the kingdom so that whatever is loosed in heaven, you can loose here on earth. Whatever is bound in heaven, you can bind here on earth. But we can't do that if we've got hard paths, rocky soil, thorns and distractions in our life. Jesus is saying so much here. He tells them a nice little story and and those that hear it, because that's another thing, little thing this year, open your ears, open your eyes, don't just look without seeing, don't just hear without listening, but oh, but I've heard that before, oh, I've seen that before, oh, I can recall that scripture, I can recall that message, I can recall that prophecy, I can, no, 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 is it being outworked in your life? Because we have a job to do, people, and it's not to complain, it's to pray in all situations, pray without ceasing, pray your kingdom come, your will be done, pray loosed in heaven, loosed here on earth, bound in heaven, bound here on earth. It's not to complain, It's to pray. It is to pray. My house, our temple shall be, not just when we come here, that it'll be a house of prayer, but when we, wherever we are, that it's a house of prayer. If you face an offense in your life, go to prayer. If you face um, rejection in your life, go to prayer. If If you don't know an answer for something and you're frustrated at the moment, go to prayer. That is our response. That is good soil. You might say, but I will spend my whole day praying if that's the situation. Pray without ceasing. And you might go, but how do you pray without ceasing? My vocal cords will get so tired and that's impossible because I've still got to sleep at some time. (laughs) Listening is part of prayer. Listening. Those that have a hearing ear. (laughs) We had a, um, a guy who was... I'm, this is part of my stand-up today. We had a, a British guy preaching once, and somebody came up to him and gave him an earring and said, oh, somebody's dropped an earring. So he made an announcement in, the, in his message. He goes, oh, I have, an hear, I have a hearing ear, because he was British. I have a hearing ear. <laughs> See, some of you are starting to get it now. I have a hearing ear. And I'm like, well, that's good. I didn't, uh, and then I realised, oh, he has an earring here. (laughs) Please, have an earring here. 
have an ear in here, have a seeing eye. Most of us have really good perception in our life. You know, we've got, I don't know, how many degrees is that? I can still see my thumbs here. But what's your spiritual perception like? What's your emotional perception like? What's the soil like in your life at the moment? Are you thinking, well, that person is older than me, so they should know better than to do that? Pray. Pray for that person. You don't know what's going on in their life. How often do you pray for your partner? Now, you say, might say, I'm not even married. How often do you pray for your partner? Because if you believe that God has a partner for you, pray for them. I remember when, we were, when our kids were younger, we were praying for their partners from the day that they were born. Actually, even before that, I remember laying hands on Kylie's tummy and, and, and thanking them, thanking God for their partner in life, that they were going to be raised in a righteous household, that they were going to, to know the call of God from a young age, that they would give themselves over to the word of God and to the calling of God. And you might say, oh, gee, I wish I'd done that with it. Do it now. Oh, I missed that opportunity. Oh, can't do that now. Do it now. Pray for your children's partners. Pray for your partner. And you might say, but oh, I pray for the person I'm going out with or the person I'm dating or whatever. No, because no, it may not be them. Pray for your partner in God. Oh, gee, I don't even know who that one's for. I'm not trying to break anyone up here. Uh, <laughs> what's your soil like? I actually prayed the Holy Spirit to move through me today and just speak through me. So you might think I'm speaking flippantly, but a lot of people just went, Jesus, you're just talking about sowing seeds. That doesn't even make sense to me. Have an earring here. I've gone over time. If you're able to stand, can you stand with me? I rejoiced when they said, come on, let's go up to God's house. Come on, let's get free. Come on, let's get into the presence of God. I love our soak nights. Last, last Thursday, we had a soak night and I just, I yielded to God again. And I just went, oh, Lord, it is so nice to submit to you. It is so nice to just seek first the kingdom of God and your righteousness. And he starts reminding me of things in my life. Yeah, you've got to work on this, Stephen. You've got to do this, but I love you. And he starts telling me everything that he adores about me. And I'm just like, oh, I don't deserve that, Father. I, I'm, I'm not that person. He goes, no, I wish I, you could see what I see. And I've even used that phrase on people. I've used it on my kids when they're struggling with things and they go, but it's not working out. And I say, but I wish you could see what I see. I wish you, per you could see the person of faith that I can see. I wish you could see the calling of God that's on your life and the purposes of God on your life and working through your life that I can see. I wish you could see the faithfulness of God through your life that your mother and I have seen and when God tells me what he thinks of me, and you might say, I don't even know what God thinks about me. Please ask. Ask and you shall receive. Ask and keep on asking and he will answer. Like, ask him. Let's have hearing ears. Let's have seeing eyes.
Let's have hearts that are soft, ready to entwine with the Word of God, to understand it, not just speak it, verbatim, be able to quote it, but make it part of our life so that it's a refining thing. That when you need to forgive, bang, oh, I've got to forgive. When a thought reminds you a record of wrongs comes up in your head and you go, oh, that's a record of wrongs. You acknowledge it instead of going, yeah, they should never have done that. They should know better than that. They shouldn't behave like that. Record of wrongs. That's not love. I want to operate in love. And you you start crushing down those rocks. You start dissipating those thorns. You start knocking that path out of the road and that good noble soil starts coming through. It's receiving the word. And do you know what? When you do that, the Holy Spirit goes, they're listening. Father, they're listening. And God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. When you show due diligence and when the word comes, God says, I'm rewarding you. That reward might be grace to endure. That reward may be perseverance through trials because that is the reward of faith. Count it all joy when you suffer trials of many kinds because we know that those trials of our faith produce what? What? Money? Or no, perseverance. And perseverance, when it completes its full work, oh, produces character. Not just a character. Oh, he's a character. She's a character. No, produces integrity, nobility. You'll have lots of ability, but you'll have no ability at all. Oh, Father God, I just thank you for your word. Your word is so awesome. Could keep reading the same scripture and over and over and over and over again, and, and it would never get boring because your word is alive and it is powerful, it is effective, it is miraculous. Father, I just right now speak against that spirit of frustration. That spirit of frustration with the pattern of this world, the spirit of frustration with the, the perceptions, the distractions, the wealth, the sensual desires, whatever it might be, the frustrations. Because Lord, you haven't set, you haven't set us into frustration, but you have set us free in Jesus. I thank you for freedom right now. The fullness of that freedom. The prisoners have set free. Isaiah prophesied that about Jesus. Jesus stood up in the, in the temple and he went to the part where it's written in Isaiah and he said, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach good news, to set captives free, and give freedom to prisoners. Prisoners are people that are held bound because of what they've done. Captives are people that are held because of what somebody else has done. And he chose to release both of us. Those, that are, those of us that are held captive by what others have done and those of us that are prisoners that are held captive by what we've done. Father, I thank you for that frustration of captivity, of bondage being released right now. Holy Spirit, have your way. 
May the word of life become good soil, good seed to us again. May the soil in our life become enriched. May we have noble good soil in our life. Holy Spirit, break up those rocks, break up that hard path, break up the the let the let all those thorns and, and other weeds and everything be composted by the manure of the Holy Spirit. The organic material of heaven. That out of death comes life. How profound is that? Out of what we think is death, refuse comes life. Father, thank you. I loose now the freedom of the Spirit that's loosed in the heavenly realms over this room, over each life, over this coming week, month. This isn't going to be a short joy thing where the rocks and the hardness stop the roots from going deep. I thank you for the soil of the Spirit, the good, noble soil in each life. Right now, I can just feel the Holy Spirit realigning, challenging thoughts, challenging concepts, challenging ideas, challenging mindset, challenging religious um, processes that we've got in our minds where we think that this is the way it needs to be done and this is the way it should be done and I don't understand why it's not done this way. Father, thank you for freedom. Thank you for freedom. Thank you for freedom. I'm going to proclaim freedom right now. Freedom, freedom right now in the name of Jesus. Freedom from those oppressions. Freedom from those limitations. Freedom from those blockages. Freedom, freedom in Jesus' name. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.